everyone. Welcome to the Steve Maxwell Drums Podcast. Don't forget to check us out on our website at www.maxwelldrums.com and then our reverb stores at Steve Maxwell Drums-Chicago and Steve Maxwell Drums-New York. We also have social media, uh, two Instagram accounts, at Maxwell Drum Shop Chicagoland and then at Maxwell Drum Shop. And then also on Facebook, Steve Maxwell and Steve Maxwell Drum Shop. And then, of course, check us out on Twitter at Maxwell Drum Shop. We will interview players, collectors, drum and cymbal builders, and also teachers about all things percussion. And you can go to YouTube if you want to see the video. We'll have pictures of drum shops, drum sets, badges, cymbals, all kinds of fun stuff. So let's get started. We hope you enjoy it. Three, two, one. Hey again, Dad. Hey, doing? good to see you, Stephen. How's your ankle? He broke his ankle. Yeah, yeah, really terrible. This is just kind of a, a little shop update for everybody, so yeah. we can give you all this fun 2020 <laughs> news. And and yeah, as if it hasn't been a crazy enough year. Yeah, about uh, six weeks ago. Yeah, I hurt my ankle. Just tripped at home on the baby gate real bad. But, but I'm, you're, I'm doing you're, better now. You're getting better. Limping around. You can finally drive again. The car's got a stick shift, so you need it's the left foot, and you need the left foot to push right. the clutch. Yeah, so I couldn't drive for about a month. But now it's actually not so bad. It's actually almost like an exercise to strengthen my, my ankle again. Cool. So that's one of the reasons we haven't done quite as much videos in the last uh, month. We still been getting some stuff up yeah. there. But, um, but yeah, it's been a little less. So we'll, yeah. we'll continue to get more and more content up. But, yeah, we just kind of wanted to... To catch up on stuff. How, how are you doing, Dad? <laughs> We're good. We're good. You know, uh, it's interesting. We just figured uh, a little catch up, you know, talk about things. There's uh, everybody says, well, what's the impact of everything, you know, that's going on on, on business? And, you know, there's a, a huge impact on business and everybody in business, all of us are trying to figure out the best way to balance uh, responsibility as it relates to health concerns. And the fact that, uh, you know, we also have economic impact. We all need to try to keep making money, and it's a little bit tricky right now for everyone. Uh, but everybody's getting through it. It's, uh, you know, it goes in fits and starts, but we're getting there bit by bit. Of course, the impact on musicians is, uh, is, is huge. If venues are closed, like Broadway in New York, Broadway's closed through the end of the year, has been since the, the, the shutdown in March, and we don't know how much longer that'll be extended. That means people aren't working. Uh, clubs, uh, you know, if the clubs are not open, then the musicians aren't working there. So it's it's tricky. People aren't touring. Uh, but people are finding creative, interesting ways to do things, uh, whether it's through Zoom or just uh, a lot of guys who've been doing a lot with online teaching had been doing that for quite a while. So uh, timing was good to start that stuff up, and they just kind of keep ramping it up. And everybody's trying to stay in contact um, through various social media things and just, uh, you know, just, just talking to each other. Sometimes just pick up the phone. I had a great call um, about a week ago with my, my good buddy, Jim, uh, Jim, down at Memphis Drum Shop. And we were just talking about how things are going, you know. And week <laughs> sure. before that, I talked to Don Bennett, uh, my buddy out there in, in, uh, in Washington. And we just, you know, shoot the breeze and just uh, commiserate and try to figure out how to <laughs> navigate through this again. So uh, I, I call my, uh, my, my old friends a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a good way to stay in touch. Yeah, you need to. You know, you need to feel like, yeah, you're not the only one ex- uh, experiencing tricky times right now. And it's good to talk to other people and say, yeah, we'll get through it. We'll plug through it. Keep plugging. Yeah, those those of you who are educators or or musicians in the in the comments, yeah, tell us tell us your stories. Tell us how hmm. you're dealing with stuff. My wife, uh, Madeline, oh, yeah. she, she's had to, she works at the Chicago Youth Symphony Orchestra, and she's really had to 
completely revamp the way they do everything. Yeah. That's an example. But they're getting through and they're and doing you know, well. That's a, that's a good thing. I want to bring this up. It's got nothing to do with drum shop per se, but it's really important. Chicago Youth Symphony Orchestra is a phenomenal, phenomenal, wonderful orchestra here in, in Chicago. And uh, it's been that way for many, many, many years. Uh, the interesting thing here is they were very, very worried. Uh, uh, Stephen's wife, Madeline, is basically their operations manager. And they were really concerned about what's going to happen in the fall because the students were not able to come together and, and rehearse and, and, and whatnot in person. And they were really concerned about it. And uh, she told us that their re-enrollment was huge, that there, there weren't people dropping out. There maybe were one or two, but out of that whole entire population, everybody's back in. And that's really important. They've been doing a lot of things through Zoom calls. They did a fantastic, fantastic uh, concert that was done that way, pieced together through individual performances of the, the students kind of all put together so the orchestra was performing virtually. Uh, but it's really, really good to see that enrollment was was high, that people weren't just saying, well, uh, forget it, we're not going to do it at all. Music means so much to those families, and that program means so much to those families that, that they're in and they'll help the kids and work with it in a virtual format so yeah. that that gives me a lot of hope. That's that's yeah, great for the music business and the such, industry. They're such great kids. I was I was lucky enough to go on the last retreat that they did, and yeah, I got to just see the whole culture there, and it's yeah. fantastic. Anyone in Chicago land who's looking to get your uh, kids into music, yeah, definitely check out Chicago Youth Symphony Orchestra. Yeah. Cyso.org, I think, is the website, right? Yeah, Chris went there. He did a lot oh, there. Yeah. My brother, he, son. he does all our our packing and shipping, and helps yeah. out with all the hardware here at the shop. And he's a a, a really a uh, virtuosic uh, double bass player, I would well, say. He, he started over there when he was seven years he's old. very humble, but he's really good. <laughs> he was seven years old and went through, the, you have to leave when, when you're 18. He, when he went off to college, he left. But, uh, yeah, he spent a lot of years there. They and still, I, they spent, still I spent years there uh, substituting for uh, George Blanchett, yeah. who's a good friend of mine. He, he would need a sub. I'd sub as a teacher for him on Saturdays. And, and, uh, well, and, and he was at Merritt, though, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Merit. That's right. He was at Merritt. <laughs> Forget it. Yeah, the, the they didn't have too much of just percussion, but now they no. do actually. Yeah, it, now it's, they, it's changed it, a lot. Actually, kind of a shop tie-in. Uh, funny enough, they they're in the fine arts building mm -hmm. on the eighth floor where we were for most of our time there, and they actually took our old space. And, oh, that's right. And now it is all built out as a percussion, uh, um, you know, ensemble. Uh, space and they have just uh, instruments everywhere marimbas oh, that's drums cool. that's cool. uh, we sold them a drum set just recently a that's really right cool that's right yeah blue gretsch kit which matches their colors yeah <laughs> but yeah. but yeah so so um the sounds of percussion still echo throughout the fine yeah. arts building that's true. and that, that if people who don't know if you're not from here and even if you are from here you might not know what the fine arts building is but the fine arts building's down on michigan avenue and it's, uh, it is a wonderful, wonderful place. It's a historic landmark, actually, in, in, in Illinois. Uh, and it goes back, it, and it's just a wonderfully run place, and it is a place for the arts. So it's not one of these places where rents are in the sky high. Uh, they're all arts-related businesses, in there, whether they're visual arts or you know vocal coaches, teachers, pianists, uh, anything. You name it, it's there. And it's just, uh, it's, it's tremendous. They still have manually operated elevators. Ele yes, one of only two in the city that have manual, I mean, there's literally a guy who opens the door and closes it and lets the elevator up and down. So Four, anyway. 410 it, South Michigan. 410 South Michigan. If you can you're, just go in and scope it out yeah, if, you're in if you're in the city, it's, it's worth a trip down to see it.
But anyway. <laughs> so yeah, we, back to... We digress. Back to but, kind uh, of, yeah, like, you know, re- regular stuff. Yeah, if... if um, yeah, Dad, how about... Any any cool stories from I, I was talking about Madeline and her story from from your end. You said you've been talking to people on the phone. Any any cool stories about how people are are getting through and uh, improvising? You know, it's more like just along the lines of what I was saying. You know, a lot of people are just making sure that they stay in contact more than just through social media. You know, social media is okay, that's fine, but. It doesn't have the same personal attachment as if you pick up the phone and just have a general old conversation with one of your I, friends. I totally agree. Yeah. You know? So that, that uh, I always, I, I don't do loads of social media. I do a little bit. But, uh, I, you know, I touch base with a few people. And then I pick up the phone and call them, you know? Sure. I stand and Jerry at Prodrum or, you know, and it, I mean, any of a number of these guys. Jose up at Revival. He's great. I love Jose. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, just all these people. Just call them up. That's uh, Portland, I think. Right? He's up in Portland at yeah, Revival Portland. Drum He's Shop great. in Portland. Yeah, I remember him. Jose's great. He's, a couple years ago at the drum show. We were so, you know, up. it's just pick up the phone, call the guys, and it's good to hear from from others in the business and just talk a little bit. And we're friends. We're all friends. So Jose's doing well. I, I, he bought that, that cool old Slingerland kit from us, right? The one with oh, the... Oh, God, yeah, yeah. And we Noah did a video with that. It was the one for anyone who watches our YouTube stuff. It yeah. had the bass drum with all the lights in it. And, oh, it was so cool. Yeah. <laughs> and it needed work. It was like a black... This is a very, very... Well, we'll sidetrack a little bit. It doesn't matter. A 13, a 16 floor that sit in a cradle, had wood hoops on both of the, the toms, of course, wood hoops on the bass drum. Bass drum was a 26 or was it a 28? Uh, I think, oh, that was a 28. Yeah. 28. And it had been, re, someone had repainted it black, yeah. but it looks pretty cool with the wood I, hoops. Yeah, I don't think a that sparkle was light. No, but it doesn't matter. For sure, the kit sounded so great. The big yeah. mahogany shells and... So we had it for sale, and Jose just loved it so much. He just called me and said, yeah. I got to have it, man. It wasn't expensive. It was no, just... <laughs> no, but it, it's such a cool kit. And uh, anyway, we digress a little bit. But uh, uh, we're still plowing on. We've got some interesting, uh, we'll talk a little bit of business stuff about, because I'm excited about these things we've got coming up. So we're doing some special things with Gretsch. Uh, I'll tell you about those in a minute. But first, I want to tell you, we just brought in a bunch of the uh, Catalina SE, the special edition series. And it's a walnut burst with a hybrid shell and wood hoops. And there's a combination that's a standard bob kit at 12, 14, 18 with a uh, 5x14 snare. And then the other configuration is an 8x12, 14, 14, 16, 16, 14 by 22 with a 6.5x14 snare. Again, all wood hoops on the snares and the toms. The drums are incredible. And, you know, generally we deal more with the USA series here, but we carry some of the, uh, the, the, the lower end stuff. But, I mean, these drums... The first time I had a chance to play these, I was out at DW, uh, who distributes Gretsch. This was two NAMs ago, in the fall before NAM, two years ago, uh, when they were talking about these. And they had one of the kits there, and I had a chance to play it, and it was unbelievable. And if you sat there and you looked at it, you know, this is, for the larger kit, it's $1,199. The smaller kit's $8,99. If you look at the $8,99 kit from a distance, you think it was a $2,500 set. Yeah, the other really one beautiful. you think was a thirty-five hundred dollars set. They're beautiful, but the more important thing is they sound great. So I did a video with the Bop Kit. It's up on our YouTube channel for people to get a sense for it. Uh, Noah, who works with us here at the shop, is going to do a video with with Stephen here on the larger kit, and we'll have that up there. My only point there is it's a tremendous value, and I'm a very picky person when it comes to especially snare drums. 
you could usually say you can get your toms to sound good if you change heads out and the like. Well, these heads out of the box on these kits are great. They're Remo heads. But also, important to say, on a low price point kit, many times, I won't say 9 out of 10, many times you don't want the snare drum, especially if you're picky. I would take these snare drums on a gig. They're great. The kits are great. They're a great value. So if anybody's looking for something, studio, you know, if you've got a little rehearsal studio, it's great for that. If you need a kit to sit at a performance venue, if there are any performance venues open, it's good for that. Uh, but anyway, or, or as a starter kit or an intermediate kit, it's great stuff. Yeah, I think those wood hoops do a lot to really just well, warm up the sound. <laughs> and, and you bring up a good point. There, there is that. I've always said this when we did wood hoops on Craviato sets. The wood hoops give you a lighter, more organic, and I'll call it airier, sound to the drums. So it's very unique and very cool. And the extra great side benefit is they weigh nothing. Yeah, I mean, you it's pick super up, light, right? You pick up a drum, a 12-inch tom that's got wood hoops and a 12 that's got triple flange steel, and it's like yeah. night and day. It's incredible. <laughs> right. So anyway, there's that. Another thing, they're made really well, too. Oh, they are. Yeah, like yeah. you can do, I mean, if, you know, if you're, if you're doing rock playing rim shots on them constantly eventually they'll wear out but they they last we we played on them a bunch and oh, there's the, not even a mark yeah on these wood hoops are great they're fabulous so <laughs> yeah. uh it, it's in it goes back to my i made this comment before i'm 68 so back when i was first playing the only things that were available if you could not afford an american-made drum set which i couldn't the only things that were available were import stuff and at that point in time that's when import stuff was first coming to this country and the stuff was just horrible. It was terrible. You know, balsa wood shells. I, I mean, I'm making that up, but they were the shells were like they were like paper. They were so terrible. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have six lugs on a bass drum, six lugs on a snare drum, six lugs on a floor tom. They were horrendous. Snare strainer was some cheap piece of metal. It would barely hold up. So I mean, now for the price that the price you paid now for for entry level kits and the like, you get a wonderful product. So anyway. I move, let's move on. I'll move on. We got some other fun stuff going on with um, Ludwig for sure. We're, we're we've got another round of our Rosemarine Pearl finish uh, kits coming in. Uh, they're ordering up some more finish so we can make another batch. So that's be coming in soon. Hopefully, we'll start getting those kits in around early December, but it might be a little later. So we got that going. Nice. Which is in classic maple, but we can also order them in Legacy Mahogany or Legacy Maple. But we also got some cool stuff going on with Gretsch. There is a, um, kind of interesting, Gretsch has uh, two champagne sparkle finishes, regular champagne and what they call vintage champagne sparkle. The regular champagne is being discontinued. Uh, There was enough wrap left to do maybe a half a dozen kits, so I took the rest of the wrap. And what we're going to do is Gretsch is going to make us some Brooklyn kits. This will be uh, exclusive. They're all going to go down to our Forks Drum Closet store in Nashville. But these will be Brooklyn kits with a variety of different build-outs, but they'll only be five or six kits. I think it's five kits. Uh, and uh, Champagne Sparkle was never offered on the Brooklyn series, so it'll be kind of nice. There'll be five kits available. That'll be uh, coming hopefully middle of December, I hope. Uh, and you can see this at maxwelldrums.com, my website. There's a link on the front page. It'll take you to the list of all these kits coming in. We've also got a bunch more... Uh, stuff coming in from Gretsch from their USA-made products. So we've what uh, Brooklyn, of course, is USA-made as well. We've got USA Custom, Broadcaster, and Brooklyn kits coming in in a variety of different uh, finishes uh, that are exclusive to us. So we've got Mardi Gras kits coming in. We've got uh, Burgundy Sparkle kits coming in, which uh, in the Gretsch uh, 
nomenclature is referred to as Merlot Sparkle, but it's really a burgundy sparkle. I've got a Fiesta Pearl kit coming in as well. And then we had another cool thing that uh, recently uh, transpired. There were some finishes that used to be used for uh, the Brooklyn series exclusively that have since been discontinued. Uh, there was some uh, availability for some of those discontinued finishes. So uh, again, this is going to be about five drum sets worth. So these will not be Brooklyn kits. These will be either USA Custom or Broadcaster, but they'll be done in finishes that were uh, previously only available on Brooklyn. So it'll be kind of cool. So for the uh, one of the finishes will be a pewter sparkle, and it's a beautiful finish. If you think of a, uh, uh, it's very different from silver sparkle, but if you think of it, it's like a silver sparkle that's kind of gotten a little bit of a, uh, a little aged look to it. It's also got like metallic. It almost like a, yeah, yeah. It's, in, it's it's a pewter look to it. It's a beautiful yeah. sparkle. So that'll be we'll have kits in that. A real modern look. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, they also had a uh, a black oyster that they used on Brooklyn uh, for a while. It's a really really nice finish. So we we'll, we will have all the kits available for that. I think it's five kits for that, and I have uh, one kit a twelve fourteen twenty with the matching snare USA custom. I think it was coming in in red oyster which was, again, another Brooklyn finish. So those finishes will be available through us only for that small number of kits to use up the last of the finish, but there'll be USA Customer Broadcaster kits on those. So that's some fun stuff that's going on. And uh, another cool thing at, at the Illinois shop, everyone check out our Reverb page for symbols because you, um, with the little bit of extra time we have, uh, just from you know the last six months, we've been kind of breaking open a lot of your collection of mm. symbols you've collected over the years and oh putting God, them yeah. up. So that's, that's just, yeah, and we've been selling a lot of them. The, a lot of because there's a lot of really kind of you know you'll get like a, maybe 50 symbols, 100 even from the the, the K Day at, yeah. at New York, and yeah. you'll pick maybe two or three and hold yeah. on to them for a while and then sell them. So that, that's <laughs> a that's a good point because uh, I forgot about that. We had this thing that I called uh, I don't know my stash. And it was in, uh, when we moved in New York, we moved to the new space that we're in now. Uh, the former space, we were on two floors, and it had all this stuff. And I said, well, I don't really need this stuff to come to the new space, so I shipped it out here. But what it was was probably 10, 10 bags at least, 10 yeah, cymbal bags. <laughs> 10 cymbal bags stuffed full of stuff that I had pulled aside. And some of it is vintage, but a lot of it's not vintage. A lot of it is new production stuff, whether it was Sabian or Zildjian or some of it might have been uh, Agap, so, you know, different different things that I thought would just kill it. And I had put them aside to either save for, you know, something we might want to have done in the past or to use as as a reference to match things against. Uh, and so all of those are here. It's like the whole gambit. There are crashes. There are like almost like effect symbols, like ones with extra holes. There's all kinds of stuff. So, so. Yeah, <laughs> so it's it's great. I finally had it all shipped out here. It sat here for, we've been in this for six years. It's probably been sitting here for six years. <clears throat> and we finally are just digging through it and putting some stuff up. So those will be on our Reverb page, and they'll be listed as uh, Steve's yeah. stash. Um, You'll know gonna, what they are. We're going to get them all up with either videos or sound files. Um, it takes a little bit of time. You can always request if you want a uh, sound file, and sometimes that... But yeah, we're getting up as fa them up as fast as we can. So <laughs> we're getting there bit by bit. Yeah, there's just so many of them. <laughs> so I did, and I got uh, one more thing on the new kit side, and this is what I'm calling the big fun kit, and it's it's just it is what it is, just because I felt like doing it. So I'm going to show you a picture on the camera here. Uh, Louis Belson, uh, double bass master, when he first started playing, uh, he was a Gretsch artist for several years, and and during his tenure with Duke Ellington, when he recorded Skin Deep. 
on, on that uh, Hi-Fi Ellington Uptown album. He was a Gretsch player. He had a late 50s Gretsch kit, and it was um, a very, very unusual kit because he had two 20 by 20 bass drums. And literally, this was when nothing was more than 14 inches deep. This was 20 inches deep, 20 inch bass drums. And I'm going to turn this picture around and show you what else he did. Because he also had a cocktail drum, which is a 16 inch head, 24 inches deep. And then he had two toms the same size to the left and the right, and then two smaller toms to the left and right of those. And I always thought this was a really cool kit. And I, I thought about it and thought about it over the years and said, you know, I want to do a kit like that at some point in time. And a friend of mine, show you the next picture, Chad Smith from the Chili Peppers had Pearl make this kit for him, which I think they use for a Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> and uh, I, I, the, Chad's channeling the, the Belson kit right there, if you can, you can see that. So, except, it, you know, to a degree, not, not, uh, not with the, the two far left and right toms. So, very cool. What I, uh, what I decided to do was order a kit from Gretsch, and I'm going to have it done with two 22s, 14 by 22s. Uh, for that large cocktail drum, we're going to do 24 deep by 14. I'll have a 9 by 13 on either side, uh, two 16 by 16 floor toms. And then I'm also going to do two 8x12s for the smaller drums to the far left and right. I'm going to do those as single head toms. So it's, that's just for fun. It's going to be in Mardi Gras. So it should be a cool kit to look at. And uh, we'll just set that up and do a video, and it'll be on display as a showpiece here. Yeah. And if we ever sell it, I can sell it as two separate 13, 16, 22 kits and just order some more. Sure. But anyway, that's in the queue. I don't know when that'll be here. Probably be a while. Probably won't be till uh, sometime in the first quarter. But and then, um, yeah, did you want to uh, talk about uh, at Forks? You, you said there's some new stuff. We just recently did it. They came by and picked up a bunch of stuff from yeah, us here. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's a good. Bit. And you did you did a podcast with them. So check out the Forks podcast, which yes. is easy to find on the the guys mm, at Forks Forks Drum uh, Closet. <clears throat> Forks Drum Closet, and they've got a reverb store and they've got their own website, of course, ForksDrumCloset.com. But um, Daniel's our manager down there, and uh, James and Marshall do all the video production down there, and these guys do an unbelievable job. They do uh, a lot of podcast stuff, incredible work, and when they came, they came up here recently to, to take a visit up here. It's only an eight-hour drive, so they brought a truck up because there were some things we wanted to send some stock back down there, switch some things out. So uh, they came up. We did a, uh, about an hour-long podcast that'll be posted fairly soon. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's up yet. but It's not up yet. I haven't yet. heard. So that was, that, was, uh, that was great fun. And we sent a bunch of stuff back with them. So we sent back some, um, some vintage kits that we had up here that we thought would be good for, for down in uh, Nashville. We sent down some additional uh, Gretsch kits because uh, they were a little lean on Gretsch waiting for other stuff to come in. I sent down some overstock we had over here. I can't wait till we get some more Gretsch. Now we're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're lean on Well, we got, <laughs> we got a lot on order. I think there's, I looked it up, I think there's uh, 28, uh, you know, of the USA made products, 28 kits on order to come in. That's a lot. Stock. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. So that, that's, uh, that's in the queue. You probably, but, you probably cut it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, uh, but uh, down in, uh, down at Forks, they've got a bunch of cool stuff down there. And if you if you're in Nashville, you got to come by and, and see Forks. That's a great uh, great shop. The team there is terrific. They do a wonderful job. Yeah, yeah, they're they're really fun. We had a we had a pizza, got together, had a couple beers, mm. and just had a, a fantastic time. Nice Talked evening. about 
all kinds of stuff. And uh, yeah. yeah uh, and then, you know, New York. I mean, we could talk a little bit about New York. Uh, you know, we're still plugging away in New York City. Um, thanks to, uh, over the course of the last couple of years, we really started working on enhancing the online presence for New York. And it's, uh, you know, hindsight's, you know, 2020, but we, at the time, just knew we needed to do it. Didn't know that this was going to be facing us where you'd have a, a lockdown and the like, where online is so much more important. Uh, so bottom line is that that has helped us a great deal. The online piece has been very helpful there. Uh, the store in New York is still not open to the public. And, you know, that, that's, a, that's a number of different issues there. So we're doing online or curbside service only. There are still some uh, issues with hot spots and the like in New York City. So, you know, Broadway is still closed. Clubs were supposed to open to 25% capacity in restaurants, uh, rather, restaurants to 25% capacity on October 1. But some areas, I guess, are going to get closed back down again. So it's still a little touch and go. So for right now, we're just uh, doing everything online and moving along there. And we'll just, uh, you know, navigate through that as we go. Uh, yeah, we just do what we can do. You can yeah. Jess is over there. He's taking care of everything. We're yep. in contact with him all the time. They've been putting up some really cool vintage kits. I saw just recently they had a really interesting, uh, I think it was a 70s pearl kit that they put up, cool finish I'd never seen before. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> I did, yes. And, you know, uh, we've always done a good amount of consignment business out of the New York store. And, you know, right now you have folks that are, uh, well, the musicians aren't working. So some of those guys are, are, are looking to move gear that they're not playing. They come drop it off. And, and they come drop it, it off yeah. and we sell it on consignment because we have a, I, I, I feel we have a good reputation and a good reach so we can help people move that gear. Uh, so it's good for them and we make a little commission on it so it's good for us. Um, and it keeps the product moving and product fresh. And we help, uh, can help the musicians in town. <laughs> so, uh, so that's still going along. And, of course, out here we're, we're still going along. Fine. We are 98% online anyway here, so yeah. the impact to us was much less. Uh, but we're trying to ramp up more audio, video production and more sound files and the like. And the, the doors are open on Saturday. If yep. you want to come by on a weekday, you can always just uh, give us a buzz, leave a message. Yeah, <laughs> Saturday's 11 to 5. We're here. And, and then, of course, we got Craviato down in Nashville, too, and things are plugging along there. we got a lot of, uh, lot of things have gone on down there over the course of time. We, the, we moved the shop down there. Uh, a year ago, so basically it was uh, was a little over a year. It was August when we finally made the move. So it's been a little over a year that we've moved in there. And Sam Bacco runs that operation with the Craviato team, and it's been great. Sam's a genius. He's got incredible ideas kind of right along the lines of Johnny and carrying Johnny's legacy and history forward, which is good. And uh, an investment's been made. There's uh, a lot of new equipment in there. Uh, we now have our own uh, sawmill in there. We used to formally have to take wood that comes in has to be resawn to be the sizes that we need for, for bending the boards. And we used to, in California, have to job that out. But um, we purchased, for lack of a better word, the sawmill, basically. So it's the equipment that you need to create your own sawmill, uh, which is, you know, machines, dust collection systems, and it's a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, thankfully, Sam knows how to do that stuff, uh, how to get it, have the schematics laid out for wiring and everything else. So that's all worked out well, and we're just <laughs> we're just pushing away, trying to keep product rolling there too. So yeah, did, did you want to talk about some of the new things that are coming out? Yeah, no, we got There's... we got some no, we got some <clears throat> plans for new product at Craviato, but it's it's premature 
to I'm talk about that. I'm not sure yeah, if you're yet. ready to yeah, no, we're not, <laughs> go into those. No, right now we're focusing on getting the core products uh, out the door because we want to continue to finish up on the orders that we have uh, backlogged. And, of course, the COVID scenario impacted us, too, because we had to be shut down there for a period of time. So that stopped production. So our real focus right now is to continue to finish up the backlog of the customer orders and then crank through orders for the you know, regular products that the dealers can stock. And so that's our focus right now. New product kind of development. Caught up. Yeah. yeah. New product development is always something you have in the works, but we want to make sure we're working on getting the products out the door. And then any uh, any cool wood species that? Uh, not right now. We're looking. Well, we have some. Uh, we're always looking for new wood species or interesting wood species. Uh, but right now, we're focusing very much on the core species that we have used uh, that are most popular. Obviously, maple, uh, cherry, ash, walnut, uh, mahogany to some degree. Mahogany is a little hard to get these days. But we're always looking for interesting species, especially as it relates to uh, snare drums, because you can find more exotic wood uh, more easily if you're only concerned with making snare drums for it, because your boards only need to be so wide. Right. When you start looking for exotic wood that you need for entire sets, it's a little more complicated. Uh, so we're, yeah, we're for, focused on that. For all the companies, just yeah, for everyone's information, the um, there, there's like longer wait times right now than there usually is for any special order. I mean, I think that, that's yeah. true for everybody. Right no, now, yeah, right? that's no, that's a good point though. That's a good Not point. Not only Craviato, everybody. Everybody. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't just Craviato. I mean, all all look at all those factories. You know, March, middle of March, they said. If you're a non-essential business, you got to shut down. Well, yeah. I mean, you, you shut down for 60-plus days, 60, 90 days, you can't produce anything. So anything that was in the queue is backed up, and any new orders are going to take that much longer than they used to do. So, right. you know, people that are back operating, I mean, uh, you know, Gretsch is back operating, Ludwig, you know, DW, they're back operating, but they still got to work through the backlogs, <laughs> try to get caught up, and then work on cutting down the, the lead times. So it's it's tricky, but everybody's working through it, getting there bit by bit. And we still have some really cool metal Ludwig snares too. A oh yeah, we got a bunch some of those great, in stock. Oh gosh, so yeah, the, the, the six LM, and a half and the, five super. Yeah, the uh, Superphonic four hundreds, the LM four hundred, which is a five by fourteen, the uh, LM four hundred two B four hundred two, which is a six and a half by fourteen. And what we have are what uh, Ludwig calls uh, B stock, where there is a slight cosmetic imperfection. Some of which I can't even yeah, see. Yeah, we can't even find them half the time. Yeah. But um, those are uh, It's like a those tiny scratch priced. on the inside or something like yeah. that. Yeah, They're nicely priced. Uh, so those are available. Yeah, and those are great drums. I mean, they're just the 6.5 by 14 alloy shell, you know, chrome over uh, aluminum, uh, was the Bonham snare drum. Bonham's favorite snare drum was a 6.5 by 14 alloy shell superphonic. 5 by 14 superphonic, probably the most recorded drum in history. Was a favorite of Steve Gadd's, and I think still is. I think Steve still, yeah. <laughs> maybe still plays his in the studio. I'm not sure, but <laughs> <Wouldn't> uh, surprise me. <laughs> great drums. They tune up easy. They sound great. The tuning range is wide. Uh, what's not to like, you know? Yeah. And the, it's not. It doesn't set you back a, a bundle of money. So it's a great workhorse and a fabulous drum. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, so so we're all doing well. We we hope everyone yep. out there is doing well. And uh, just <clears throat> yeah, you know, if you have any questions about anything, you can. Get a hold of us, maxwelldrums.com, and yep. uh, and then Forks Drum Closet. Check out their website as well. Yep. Um, and, and just everybody just needs <laughs> to kind of keep pushing through it, stay positive, talk to your friends, and uh, yeah, we'll get through it. Everybody stay safe, stay healthy.
<laughs> yeah. All right. All Thanks, right. Everybody. Thank you.